0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge.
1: So you know full well, Shannon, that one of the things that I often do with the beginning of every single episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is give a shout out to our listeners who are awesome, who are sexy. Who we love, love to join us. us? Yeah, who love that you, we love that you join us every single week. Invite us into your home, into your car, into your earbuds, wherever.
0: And sh- and, and share about us with friends. Absolutely. And put the bumper stickers on your car and but, all that.
1: And then I also put out plugs of hey, we want to hear from you as far as our listeners, and you can send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, which we regularly receive emails that gives us future ideas for shows. Which that's where this show comes from, actually, that we're doing today.
0: Yeah. Are we responding to someone's email? Well,
1: somewhat. I mean, this is kind of a theme that's been going along in a lot of the different emails that I see as far as a thread. But then I also want people to go to iTunes because there are people leaving comments. And I I love it because they're listening to what we are requesting (laughs) as far as, hey, get on board and leave us feedback because that helps us climb the charts. Because we are staying in the the teens now in the sexuality category Mm -hmm. all the time. And so with some momentum, we'll make it into the top 10. And that's that's a goal because to spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex is what we are all about.
0: So the emails that come to us, you and I only see. But the comments that are posted on iTunes, those are out there for the world to see, right?
1: Right. Like this one that says, I'm so happy to find this station. Our relationship's been struggling with our sex life for years. And this has inspired me to be a better wife sexually. Helped me think differently about sex and not be embarrassed. Thanks.
0: Yay! (laughs) Our job is done. We can go home. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: thanks for joining us on Sexy Marriage Radio today, and uh, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Oh no, that's not. We're we're not talking about that. So, but this is one of those things that because if you're talking about embarrassment and you're talking about just the whole the whole way we do sex and and how you know I'm still fascinated by the, the the idea that lots of times couples have trouble talking to the they have trouble talking about sex with the person that they actually do it with
0: and isn't that sad
1: well yes and no i mean i I don't know if i would add sad just because i from our perspective yeah it's like okay but i can see it because i still think of my journey with pam and and early on anytime you know because most of the time the couples make a mistake of Right off the bat, that when we have the tough conversations about sex is when there's been something that's gone on wrong or something that's happened. So we're doing it in the moment. So we're already charged emotionally. And those, right. don't, those don't go well. It's, yeah. It's hard and to... I-
0: I guess it's a, it's kind of a good thing when people do sense that this is a difficult conversation to have because I have seen clients where, quite frankly, there needed to be more inhibition with how they were talking to each other about their <laughs> sexual desire because it was just, quite frankly, rude right. and, and offensive right. and and it put the other person on the defensive. And yeah, if you're going to come and attack your spouse for what they're not doing for you, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but hopefully, you've seen it done. Much well, better. yeah, I
1: mean, because that's when you know most of the conversations happen after a rejection or a failure of something, or just something didn't work right, or something. And then immediately, whoever it was that had the higher desire towards it, just is like, "Why are you always?" You know, and and then they're off to the races because then their other person's defensive, and then you get defensive, and then you're off and running, and yeah. it, it doesn't end well.
0: Using words like always and never right. and yeah. And raising your voice and and being accusatory, pointing the finger instead of just taking ownership for what you really want to co-create like we've talked about on a recent episode. That's right.
1: That was our last show. And so that's one of the things I want to talk about because this is – I guess this is a good spin to it that there's – we have phrased it or I have definitely for sure phrased it in our show that there's – when it comes to sex, there's a high desire and a low desire. Mm-hmm. in everything
0: no, no matter how high the high desire person is and no matter how low the low desire person is there's rarely ever a couple that are in the exact same place yeah, i don't
1: believe in match desire that's just that's my bias
0: right but well I, yeah I some, think that, that yeah. that's like a purple unicorn yeah you know? some,
1: somebody's <laughs> gonna have a little bit more desire than the other to do right. something even if you're both equally on board quote unquote but there's right. still differences in those desire levels. And so we can interpret those matched or I'm sorry, those mismatched desires as something's wrong. And so yeah,
0: it, it doesn't mean that one's a maniac and the other right. is frigid.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe it does mean that, but <laughs> it, it, it's as trying, it <laughs> it, it, but it's trying to, to detach meaning from this and just look at it as this is the reality of a system. This is a reality of a relationship. In every relationship, there will be this dynamic.
0: Is it any different than when you go out to dinner? Sometimes, you know, one person likes to eat a lot and the other person just wants to really, you know, scale. Like there's there's higher hunger and lower hunger. There's higher Like, you know, I always have a water bottle in my hand. Greg rarely ever has anything to drink in his hand. So there's a higher desire and a lower desire when it comes to all biological drives. Sex is one of those biological drives, like hunger, thirst, or sleep.
1: Right. So one of the things i i have heard from this is the thread that we've heard from a couple different emails but this is also something i've heard from clients from friends um from the groups that i've run uh the husband mastermind group that's going on that i that i offer up um a couple times a year and it, you,
0: he, you, you need to, you need to tell a little bit more about well, that. Yeah, and that's
1: just okay. a, a, a simple plug is just, if you go to simple marriage.net, you look in the sidebar, you'll see a button that just says husband and master, mastermind group. And it's, so I don't, I don't want to derail too much on the show because there's, there's a lot to unpack for this topic. Okay. And, and so the idea that when, when we're dealing, one of the things I've heard a lot is I want to have sex and I want my partner to want it to, I want, you know, th- like I'll personalize it. I can gauge my pleasure and my enjoyment by how much Pam is enjoying it and how engaged she is in it.
0: And is that a good thing or a not so good thing? Is that healthy?
1: Yes and no. Um
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, I watch smoke roll out of your ears. Yeah, well yeah it's like
1: <laughs> hmm well I I I don't know because again the to me, I want to just talk about this idea as this is just the basis of a framework of a relationship. There's not, we need to not attach right or wrong to a lot of the things we talk about. And we need to look at it as this is just the fact of what a relationship is in my book. So it's just because the thing I see as a problem is I want sex. I gauge my enjoyment off of my wife's enjoyment. Because uh-huh. we've talked about this before in, in in prior shows, of the ability to provide pleasure is something a lot of people really like. You know, I like the fact that I that I know what I'm doing to to send my wife through the roof sexually.
0: Mm-hmm. But Makes you feel like a man,
1: but there's times when she's not there. She's not interested in that. She's it's it's really just about me, or it's you know. So it's just. And what do, what do you do? Let me just phrase it this way. What do you do as a couple when you're having sex and your partner, they're a willing participant, but they're not fully engaged. Right. Okay. So they're not reciprocating in kind. They're not responsive in kind, but they're, they're willingly there. You know, it's, it almost is a service here. Let me serve you this way. Mm-hmm. And, and if you are a person who has, who gauges your satisfaction, Out of their response, that puts a whole lot of pressure on you of, uh uh-oh, do I take this? Do I settle for this? Do I come to grips with the fact that if this is something I want, I'm in turn kind of using them for my own pleasure? You know, and there's a lot of dark things that can come up in that.
0: Right. I don't know if that's a reality to consider, Corey. But
1: but is it a bad thing? If your partner, you know, if you were willingly offering up yourself to Greg Uh and he's, Yeah, I I haven't seen you in a while and I'm just, I'm raring to go and I just want some sex and, you know, if, if you want to be a part of it fully on, I'd love it. And if not, okay, I'm okay with that too. You know, so.
0: (sighs) I'm sure that a lot of men settle for mediocre sex just because they don't want to go with no sex. True. And, And I guess, I guess marriage is the place where you're safe having you know all types of encounters—good, uh, bad, ugly—and you know it's.
1: Well, I, I'm going to phrase I, that as: "This sex, your sex, is the place where you're going to have those types of encounters. It doesn't matter marriage or not, and I, we are being pro marriage, but
0: yeah, yeah, it,
1: it's that is the laboratory of our growth in and of itself. If you look at sex, that is the, such a tremendous crucible. Or I even heard it this way: of There was a guy, a, a recent client I had, that he's a rock. He 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 does a uh, rock polishing in a sense, and he's talked uh-huh. about a drum that you put the rocks in and it's got other stuff Bouncing in it, it and it bounces it around and it, and it smooths it all out and makes it nicer. I'm like, that's a good analogy too. Marriage is a, is a rock barrel. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, let's be real. When we were single, those of us who were bartering with our bodies for attention and affection in single relationships, we probably put forth a lot more effort to impress sexually and to please sexually and to become aroused sexually. I think that in marriage... We can get lazy, both men and women. I I don't think that this is just a woman thing. I think that we sure. can just take our partner for granted yep. and dial it down a notch and not bring the energy level and the excitement and enthusiasm that we once did. And so to try to recapture that.
1: Well, but hold on. I'm gonna I wanna derail that a little bit though, Shannon, because if you're talking about uh Early on, sex, or even out of outside of marriage, sex, where it is you're, you're you're trying to impress, you're trying to capture somebody's attention, you're trying to satisfy something,
0: you're trying to bring your best self. In yeah, order but I don't do know if that's.
1: I, I'm going to come at that as I don't know if that's actually yourself. I think that's a yes. game that you're playing and you know that's it a, and your partner's playing the game too.
0: Yeah, that's a mask that you're wearing. Exactly,
1: because right. marriage, you can't wear that mask because yes. people, you, you're known. They know who you are. I mean, you, if you've been with your wife or your husband any length of time, you know when they're into it or not. You know when they're right. acting or not. Right. And so,
0: I, granted, granted, marriage is the place where the masks fall off.
1: Absolutely, whether I we like it or not. It.
0: But that's where genuine intimacy takes place. Into me, see. Not mm-hmm. into my mask, see. Into me,
1: Right. See. And that's where this becomes a whole different thing. Because now all of a sudden, your partner that's the low desire partner, let's say. If they're into it, you know it. If they're not, you know it. Just because they can't, they can't fake it. And that's yeah. the struggle. Is how do I now see my own role? Because it's so easy then. To just blame my partner for not being in it and me then walk away, oh, I don't want it like this, you know, and and put Salt a whole lot of pat. pressure on them, even right. though deep down what I want is just sex or what I want is just release. And how do I come to grips with, you know, because there's I, I know of a couple of guys that have talked about this with me before of. If I'm wanting just if I just want to release, I would rather my my spouse or my my wife do that with her hands or her mouth, not her vagina. You know, I don't want her just to lay there because mm-hmm. if she's using her hands or her mouth, she has to be a little more active.
0: You want her to stimulate you, <laughs>
1: right? But it, mm-hmm. and then there's the visual component of 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 watching all of that unfold that typically gets a guy off even more. But it's the idea of recognizing. That's part of the dynamic. That's part of our growth is what do I do when my partner's not into it, but I want it.
0: Okay. Can I give men some advice in this regard based on what I've heard women say over and over? I think that the two issues that women complain about most when it comes to how eager and interested and engaged of a sex partner they are is number one, men often assume that she should be just as, raring and ready to go as he is and he fails to warm her up sufficiently okay and the reality is is men are microwaves women are crockpots right men can be ready pretty much at the drop of a hat simply by having a thought or watching her undress but women need to be touched intentionally you know it's whether it's gently or uh, yeah i I would really encourage guys to start out gently when you start out just you know 90 to nothing it can just be too much too fast and that's a turn off to her But if he will take the time, just like you said, that, you know, a husband wants his wife to start out stimulating with hand or with mouth, same thing that a wife wants. Isn't that interesting? We both want the same thing. Like we we want to have the opportunity to catch up with you. And that usually requires some, some clitoral stimulation. Okay.
1: But uh, hold on, uh, because I'm, I'm going to say you, you and I've talked about this before. I know off air, Uh um, you you are a little bit of an anomaly in the, in the female category.
0: See, I don't think so. Okay,
1: but I, I, I'll I, okay. I, I go
0: against I go against the stereotype. Yes, you do. But I've talked to a lot of sexually confident wives.
1: No I, and I don't mean, women yeah, I don't mean friends. anomaly as in solo. You're the only one
0: <laughs> okay. out there. I, I
1: know I know I
0: be with the majority. I know it's, there's it's,
1: a lot of women that fit your category. I sure. there's
0: a significant number in the minority of right. women who do enjoy sex, who okay. are interested in sex. I, but, I agree.
1: And no, I, I believe that women overall enjoy sex when it's good. Yes. That a lot of times they have just been conditioned with bad sex. So why would they want a lot of that when they don't get anything out of it? Because they're with a lousy lover. I mean, that's, that's largely, I I, I get that framework.
0: Exactly. But
1: it's the idea of sometimes I'm, I'm going to be venturing a bet that sometimes in most every marriage, there's, there's this idea or this, this struggle of she's willing to be there for him just not in the way he wants her to be there, not engaged, not, okay, I want to go down on you too. And she's like, no, just get it done. You know, I got other things I want to do because he right. is on a, he is on the to-do list.
0: Right. You know? But it's, it's on the marital duty list, not but, on the marital delight. List. Okay.
1: Sure. But
0: yeah.
1: if, if that's a fact of the relationship and the dynamic you both contribute to make it happen and it's not just she needs to up her game so that he can get off more it's right. he I'm needs to recognize he be- right he needs to recognize his animalistic instinct if you will of i just want some sex you know i just want give me 5 minutes of your time you're not going to get a lot out of this i will and that's part of the dynamic that i have to come to grips with too if she's willing you know, cause it, it, cause not every time is going to be one of those swinging from the chandeliers in, on your dining no. room floor on the new rug.
0: When you don't, know, you don't want it to be like that every time because then there, there's no more novelty if it's all the same, right. you know, you, you do want it to be mixed up, but okay, let me rewind the tape back okay. to when you interrupted me, which I'm so glad you feel that freedom because I know I interrupt <laughs> you all the freaking time, but I had said that she needs, you know, clitoral stimulation yes. to get warmed up. But then I realized now, wait a minute, I have really jumped the gun to one of the final levels. What she needs first is some emotional connection. Yes. She needs some emotional support. She needs to see that he is interested in helping her get the kids bathed and tucked in bed and take care of the dishes. And and just, you know, usually she's been working all day too. And so for her to see him engaged in helping her manage what needs to be done before they can hit the pillow, that goes a long way. You know, sex really does start in the kitchen um, or at least, you know, in the household as far as. As far as just helping her out, she also needs to be kissed. In the words of uh, of Clark Gable, what was his, uh, Rhett Butler? In the words of Rhett Butler, a woman needs to be kissed, mm-hmm. and often, and by someone who knows how, mm-hmm. you know, she needs to be kissed. That's what creates the oxytocin flow that makes her want to bond. Mm-hmm. Beyond the kiss, nipple stimulation certainly goes a long way in getting a woman sexually aroused. And then the clitoral stimulation. So, you know, for a a man to just expect that she should just want to go down on him and want to give him a hand job and want to just have sex in all kinds of different ways when he hasn't helped with the kids or the house, when he hasn't been kissing her, when he hasn't been complimenting her, when he hasn't even touched her breasts or her clitoris, what do you expect? Like we do not produce the testosterone that men do. So we don't walk around horny out of our minds. We walk around with a million things on our to-do list in our heads of everything that we're trying to manage, so if a man just will step in and help her get off that merry-go-round for a little while and warm her up first, Kay. I think it would go a long, long okay. way. Okay,
1: but that's that's an interesting dynamic though, right there that you're describing because uh-huh. what we're trying to espouse people to be to to grow to, I guess, is to get sex off of the to-do list, but. The manner in which we're talking about it right now is you do a to-do list to get to that. I help out around the house. I do, you know, See, I, and but I'm
0: not opposed to to-do I, lists. I, I get I it. Think to-do lists are underrated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's also a framework of how we do life because we do things that makes us comfortable, and that's the reality. And so, to-do lists are some people that, you know, I've I have worked with people and have friends that are to-do list. Machines and they will even come up with something that wasn't on their to do list and write it down so they can write it off, you know, cross it off. Because yeah. so it's just recognizing that, okay, that and that's what I hope people recognize from this show is just th- what I'm trying to bring up is this is the framework of what happens in a system. This is not right or wrong attached to it. This is just the right. dynamic so is- that happens between a husband and a wife. Guaranteed. It's just gonna be there.
0: Sure. So what do I
1: do when I when I have to come up against this, and now all of a sudden I'm blocked by what my partner wants versus what I want, or you know, because that's the gridlock issue. That's just the reality of what happens.
0: Well, and it's not just what he wants versus what she wants. There are actually women. You know, you say that I'm the anomaly, and that the majority of the women aren't nearly as interested in sex. But the reality is, they want to want it. Oh, absolutely. Most women, even if they don't want it, they want to want right. it. They know that there's something not right. They right. know that they're robbing themselves. And so I do think that they can use to-do lists to their advantage. For example, one couple that I've been working with, she told me that quite frankly, they've only had sex like twice in the past six months. So she said, I just have no desire. Like, not only was she not warmed up, she was ice cold. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, before you go to bed tonight, my challenge to you is to kiss him for a a minimum of 30 seconds. Now, whether that's six five-second kisses or three 10-second kisses or two 15-second kisses or one 30-second kiss, I really don't care. But can you set aside 30 seconds to invest in your marriage in the next nine hours? This is like three in the afternoon. I just said by midnight tonight, I want you to spend 30 seconds kissing your husband. Okay. Because I said there's no way that you're gonna want to have sex with him if you're not even kissing him. That that's just how a woman's body works. Okay. He has to be warmed up through her lips. Okay. And so to add that to your to do list, I don't think is I don't think that that's marital duty ish at all. I think that that's recognizing how women are wired. We are very task oriented creatures. We we juggle house groceries, uh, meals, kids, cars, you know, like relationships, work. We juggle, juggle, juggle. That's Mm -hmm. what we do. So it -hmm. doesn't hurt to throw in a marriage ball into the juggling act or a sex ball into the juggling act or a kissing ball into the juggling act. It, it, if whatever works for you, if it works, it works. So it doesn't matter whether it was on the list. But the other thing that I want to say that women uh, complain about that might be helpful for men to know is that sometimes women don't even want to start because they feel as if it takes him forever to finish. And I'm sure that he's thinking in his mind, well, I just want to make this last because I get it so infrequently. Yeah. But if you're going to make her so sore because her, you know, her knees are up under her chin or, uh, uh, you know, her shoulders. And I mean, that's a, that's a fun position to be in for a few minutes, but when you're talking, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we're not gymnasts, most of us. And (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, it, it,
0: let's be real. The The vagina can only take so much friction mm-hmm. before it's no longer pleasurable. Now mm-hmm. it feels like rough and rough and rough and rough and rawhide. You know, and, and so when a woman knows that that's ultimately where it's leading, yeah, that's that's signing up for pain. That's not signing up for pleasure. So a man needs to figure out how to create enough of a balance in the marriage bed that, you know, that they're both being pleasured without pain having to enter the equation unless pain is really her thing, okay. which, you know there is some women that pain is their yeah. thing, but most women will say that pain is not their thing. Vaginal pain is oh, not absolutely. their Absolutely,
1: absolutely. But that's uh, that's leading to right what we're talking about, of if a husband has to have her, if he relies so much on his wife's response to him, for him to cross the finish line, what do you do when she's not responding? That's the struggle. That's what I want to bring up, is that's the reality of a relationship because there were there will be times when we have to come to grips with the the aspect of ourselves that just wants something because it's what we want it's not tied to our wife's response it's not tied to our husband's response it's it's almost an unashamed this is what I want i mean that's the whole i love it because dr snars talks about it this way that and i've used this before that he, he refers to sex as leftovers. Marital sex is leftovers. It's, that's what it often consists of. Because you get to decide, you know, like Shannon, I'll just you guys, use you guys as an example. So you get to decide whatever you think is gross, perverted, and disgusting, and you don't want to do. And then Greg gets to decide whatever he thinks is gross, perverted, and disgusting, and he doesn't want to do. And you guys will do whatever's left over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're going to run into times where Greg's going to say, hey, Shannon, I want to do this. And you're going to be, that's perverted. Why in the world would you want to do that? And if Greg is less differentiated, which from what I know of him, that doesn't ring true. <laughs> but if he's, if he's, if he is really scared of, of the bond being broken between you by the fact that you guys could be uh, a little more solid each as individuals and then still choose each other because it's less threat to the relationship he would likely back down and say, oh, I was just joking. I had just – I had heard Corey say it one time on a show, and, and I thought it would be fun. And, yeah, yeah. You, you're probably right. We wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. And, and he backs his, he backs down.
0: Or, or he'll just be more honest and sincere and say, I would really like that, but not more than I would like well, okay. you to be comfortable. But hold on. So I'll give that but, up if you don't want well, to
1: do but No, but this – okay, so that, that's that's maybe a little bit closer step. But I think there's a part of us too that marriage is – it's designed to to – Make us confront these parts of ourselves to where if he's more differentiated, more grown up, if you will. That's the the vernacular I use on Simple Marriage all the time. That if if he's more grown up and he says, hey, I want to do this, and you're like, that's perverted. Why in the world would you want to do that? He would respond back with, that's exactly why I want to do that, because it's perverted and I'm curious.
0: Because it's naughty. Right. And, and sometimes we feel the need to be naughty. Exactly.
1: And, and so it's it's recognizing that's the natural dynamic of what happens in a marriage. You cannot well, and, avoid it.
0: And that is where marriage is the safe place to be naughty okay. and to express your desires okay. and to get stretched out of your own comfort zone and challenge your spouse to get stretched out of their comfort zone. But I want to give folks a phrase to use instead of, oh, why would you want to do that? That's sick. That's twisted. That's perverted. Because, wow, talk about attacking someone at the core of who they are. When you attack someone's fantasies, you really attack them at the core. And so instead of responding that way, how about simply asking the question, what does that represent for you? So to do that, what does that represent to you? Okay. And so for, for example, there was a couple who He put all of the pressure on her to perform sexually because he was raised being told that masturbation is wrong. You should never touch yourself. And so we finally got him over that, you know, over that hump of, wait a minute, to touch myself is, is not a sin. And especially if it's, you know, in the marriage bed. And, and so he had finally tapped into one of his desires. One of his fantasies was to simply touch himself while she was watching him. And of course she was at first like, "Yeah, you know, well that's weird. That's why would you want me to do that? You could do that by yourself." And it's like, "No, wait a minute. What does that represent to him?" Right. And he was able to say, "I felt so ignored as a child. I didn't have attention." Okay. But to have an audience of my wife watching me while I'm doing something naughty or what he perceived as naughty while I'm doing something that he always wanted to do as a boy, always wanted to have the freedom to do that that meant he was getting the attention okay. that was so missing in his. So find out what it represents. Okay. And you might, not, you might not have a problem offering that to your spouse. let right, you know what it really represents. But
1: even, even that counsel right there flies in the face of a lot of what marriage does. And it's so that's, even being able to make that kind of a response is a more differentiated stance because yeah. you are detaching some of the emotion that you're going to have when you hear, Something you think is gross, perverted, and disgusting that your partner wants to do with you. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole idea of I have yet to ever teach a couple in any of the intensives or any of the counseling I've done communication techniques and trainings. Never will. Because whenever emotion gets involved, all that stuff goes out the window right? Because we just, we don't, we don't think that way. I don't think that way. When Pam does something that makes me mad, I don't go, Oh, hold on. I need to have a more of assertive statement and use I messages and make sure I never say always or never. And uh, but no, <laughs> I don't do that. I just, I can't believe you think that. Why would you all, you know, and it's just emotion gets involved. But
0: so, how do you recommend people? Respond? No, no, no.
1: I, I like that. It's just, that's, you like
0: that. What does this represent? I to do you?
1: it. But being able to get to that point, is also a more grown-up stance
0: because
1: I believe full-on if we're going to really reap the benefits of what marriage can become, we have to reveal the core and confront the core of who we are within the context of our relationship with our partner, which means I have to share who I am and be willing for it to be dumped all over, made fun of, ridiculed, or just flat-out ignored.
0: But to have a thick skin about that, right? Because yeah, you, you can't you can't put all that out there and expect your spouse not to get on the defensive and come back at you with equally emotionally sure. charged statements That could certainly erupt at times. Sure, eruptions sometimes lead to breakthroughs. I think is that what basically what you're saying? Uh, is well, there, it, that it's, leads to the breakthroughs that need to take place.
1: If I will confront who I am. In the context of my relationship, because I do it based on the response from my partner. That's a more revealing of who I am. Because I, I just believe in this idea that our whole one of the goals, one of the tenets of growing up in marriage is developing a more solid, flexible self. That's a trademark phrase from Dr. Schnarch, so I'm giving him credit with that because I don't want him coming after me. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those if I can create a more solid, flexible self. That is that is created most in the absence of somebody validating that self. That's when I put myself out there. I don't get the response I was wanting. You and I have been doing that a little bit on this show. We have not been in sync as much because <laughs> we're coming at it from slightly different angles, which is perfect. Right. I think it's a great example of what we're talking about that we don't take it as a threat typically. I've not read you at all a feeling, "Oh, you're telling me something else." Or you're telling me. I don't believe what I believe and, blah, and no, no, no. It's like, no. "No. We can each stand for what we believe right. and know that that helps us evolve into better as people, better as a show, better as spouses with, you know, if we do this in marriage with our with our partner. That's the whole dynamic.
0: Okay, I have a word picture that's coming to mind. I'm gonna put it out there and see if you think that it accurately describes the dynamic of this particular show. Okay. okay. So you often hear that, you know, one person standing on one street corner witnessing an accident, their testimony is gonna be very different than the person standing on the opposite street corner. Right. But let's say what's happening in the marriage bed is basically two different people standing on two different street corners observing the same accident in the marriage or the same misfire in the marriage bed or whatever, that basically. Police would be stupid to only interview one or the other. Absolutely, Because because neither one of them have the complete truth, but both of them together, the two testimonies woven together will give a bigger picture of the truth. So whatever story the higher drive person is bringing to the table, whatever story the lower drive person is bringing to the table, it's not either or, it's both and. It's both these stories are true because they're true to each of you. But Corey, I'm going to challenge you. Maybe we just need to postpone this for another show. I haven't been watching the clock here. We've been speaking very, stereoty- very stereotypically, as if the man is always the higher drive. Oh, absolutely. And the woman is always right. the lower drive. Right. And I'm sure that there are higher drive females out there listening, going, ah, "Well, when are they going to talk about you know when when the reverse is true?" Right. So, what do you think? Do we have no, time to dive into that, or do we, we need to we don't
1: we need to wrap this up? But it is, I. Yes, it has been stereotypical because – that's just the way it's unfolded. There's,
0: there's a reason for <laughs> – yeah. well, there's a reason for stereotypes. Right,
1: but <laughs> it, it, it's also recognizing – But we don't want
0: to leave out the minority. No,
1: but but just think of it this way. If if the woman is a high-desire partner and she's with a husband who's a low-desire partner, one of the counsels I've ever I've given a part, a wife in that circumstance that really does confront a husband as well – It well, actually, it's confronting both of them – is – if if she's interested in sex and she can make it hard for him, she okay, can not do, in a
0: good way. No, 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 no,
1: no, in a good way. <laughs> that it, oh, okay, that okay. she can she can arouse him to an erection.
0: Okay, then you if, are talking about hard. Right. If arrest.
1: if she can make it hard, it's hers. She can do with it whatever she pleases. Yeah, I mean that's a whole. Oh wow, I don't if if you're a husband that I don't really want to be doing this, and you know because I'm the low desire and you you talk about confronting each person that can can i come to grips with with using my partner as a toy <laughs> you know that it, it, that's a grown up stance that's a grown up path
0: But that – if you're using them as a toy, that leads to play instead of work. Sure. And that's what we talk about so frequently. Absolutely, it does. But the reverse is true. I I do think that if a man properly arouses his wife through the things that we've been talking about, of just helping her out, showing her support, being emotionally available, kissing her, fondling her, that if if he will stimulate her, she can be putty in his hands too.
1: Sure, maybe. But it's just – She may need
0: to overcome a lot of her. Yeah,
1: it's so easy. Yeah, it's so easy for us in these in these shows because we got thirty minutes, and this one's actually going to be a little (laughs) bit longer. So thanks for sticking with us. But it's it's so easy to try to put bows on things when we really can't. And I'm just wanting to try to get across that the natural dynamic and the playing field of marriage is to confront us with these kinds of things. If you face this in your relationship, welcome to marriage. Well done. I mean, that's, a, that's yes. what I want to get across to you. There's nothing going wrong. That's what's supposed to happen.
0: This is par for the course. Right.
1: And so now confront yourself and see what it could be revealing about you. And that might be the cusp of something fantastic on the other side. You betcha. That's the goal. Man, that's a lot.
0: Hope we've given him a lot to <laughs> chew on, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a lot. Well, thank you that's for taking some time fun. out. Yeah, thanks for taking some time out with us. If, if we left you totally befuddled, Feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com. That's what yeah, we send yeah, us a yeah, message. We
0: promise you a show on when the reverse is yes. true, when woman is the higher desire. So stay tuned. We All love right. you for listening.